is just touch them, speak the word, and they can be healed. Bless our missionaries. Lord, it seems hopeless for our president sometimes and some of our congressmen sinning. The one that seemed to be ruling over us, but I know you can help and you can intervene. And Father, I know that you rule the hearts of men and I pray that you will have your way and I know it's best. Bless us here tonight now that we study thy word together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was thinking about, especially as I said, Mrs. Taylor, and uh, as I was thinking about them, I got to read in one of the faith, my favorite stories on faith is the widow woman in Second Kings. So if you'll turn there, I would like to start there, please. In Second Kings, uh, chapter four. Second Kings, chapter four. And I want to read, uh, beginning in verse 1. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. Now they cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. So that means she was a widow woman. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditors come to take unto him my two sons to be bondsmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me. That's prayer now. What hast thou in thy in the house? And she said, Thy handmaid has not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. When thou art come in, Thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shalt pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil, and pay thy debt, and live thy land, uh, live thy and thy children to the rest. Pray with me, please. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would help us to read this story and realize this. This is a real happening. This is a real happening to a person, a human being, just like us. And Lord, a miracle took place in her life. Nothing unusual for you. Lord, you said just fill this pot, and it was done. But there's things that's required to get the pot full. Help us to see it tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I said in the start off with, I believe in miracles. I've seen so many. And I mean, and, and what, a, what a miracle, what a true miracle is. A lot of people don't understand when we see miracles. A, a true miracle is outside of the realm of normal. I mean, anything that, uh, that uh, we can do ourselves, that's not a miracle. Anything we can't do ourselves, anything that's impossible 
for a human man to, a human being to do or accomplish go outside of that. And uh, that's a miracle. Now, I can only do so much when it comes to uh, a person that's sick, a person that has illness. I, I want to. My heart goes out to them. I feel for them. But I'm handicapped. I can only go so far. I'm just a little old man, a little human being. But I have one outside of that, outside of that realm that can do anything. And here's what I'll, I'll talk to you about. How can always, how can God always open a way for His children in trouble? Now notice, who could be more in trouble than this penniless widow woman in Bible times? Think about it. Yet, uh, God has the answer. Now, the point that I want to make in the beginning is that when we get in trouble, when we get to a place in our life that we can't handle, where are you going to go to? Is it going to be to a doctor? Is it going to be to a lawyer? Is it going to be to some better that, uh, uh, a psychologist or somebody outside of God? Now listen to what the Bible says. In Psalm 50, verse 13, And call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Now that's God saying that. Psalm 55, verse 22, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. In 1 Peter 5, verse 7, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Now one thing we need to always remember, God loves us, number one. God always has plenty, number two. God always knows a way out. Now, we think sometimes there's just no way out of this thing. Yes, there are. God knows that way out. Now, what you have is enough with God. Elijah said, what shall I do for thee? Tell me what hast thou in the house. In other words, whatever you have is enough with God. Now, all, if all you have is a pot of oil, God can multiply that. If it's only a handful of meal in the bottom of the barrel, God can make that last to feed Elijah, Elijah and a woman and her son with a drought going on in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8 through 16. If it's only five little fishes, and some hush puppies, as I like to call them, or two fishes, and a, and a little boy's lunch, when Christ blesses it, it'll feed 5,000. That's one of the greatest miracles in the Bible. Do you know it? And that's a miracle that's mentioned more than any other miracle in the Bible. And if, if it's just a rod, I love to study Moses, and a, a rod in Moses' hands, God blesses it, it defeats Pharaoh. It opened the Red Sea. It brought water from a rock to feed millions out in the desert. Now, if it's a jawbone of an ass, in Judges 15:15, in the hands of Samson, God blesses it. He kills a thousand Philistines. God gets glory or joy of using weaker people and weaker things. Paul had a thorn in his flesh in 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 27. He prayed to God he'd be removed it. And God said, no, I want to use it for my glory. God rather use 
Judge Gideon's 300 rather than 32,000 in Judges 7 verse 7. It's not how little you have. It's a matter of have you totally surrendered what you do have to God. God can make it last. God won't empty vessels and plenty of them. The empty vessel here speaks of faith. Now Elijah said, go boy, empty vessels. Most of us would argue with that request that we'd already had enough of those kind of things, empty vessels. God is only limited to some extent to by our faith though. Now how many questions must have come to this widow's mind at this time? What kind of vessels? How many vessels? Who will lend me the vessels? I mean, you just think about it for a minute. Uh, she only had a little bit of something to last her, and he told her, go out and get some vessels. Now, we don't need pessimists. We need people who will say, I don't have much. I don't have much. I'm truly not worthy. But at thy word, I'll do it. Amen? And uh, again, the oil was to be multiplied in the pouring. Now you think about this. I want you to look at this. I underline this. Uh, go down to verse 5. She went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons and brought the vessels to her and she poured out. Now I got news for you. She could have had all those vessels standing in the corner. She could have had that little pot of oil that, uh, that she did have and God told her to pour it out. If she hadn't poured it out, she'd still have a little pot. But she obeyed God. Whatever God told her to do, she's willing to do it. You know where I have trouble as a pastor? I, I'm, I'm dealing with a person in, right now and the last few days that's got a problem in their life. But I said, let me tell you where to start. Okay? Don't miss a day in church. Every time the door is open. Well, I, I can't. I can, and they always back up and start giving you every excuse under the sun. Number two, start reading your Bible. Don't try to understand it, just read it. Number three, pray. I mean, just pray. You're a Christian, you say you're a Christian, pray. And you ain't got to have exact words or just the right things to say. Just talk to God. Let God talk to you. Pray. Seek God's faith. Start giving back to God what you're supposed to give to Him in offerings and tithes. You say, well, preacher, I ain't got enough now. That's the problem. When you give what you've got to the Lord, He'll multiply. Amen? And you, if you've ever practiced that, you know what I'm talking about. But you tell people these things straight out of the Word of God, and they'll start backing up. I'll do anything. I had a man grab me by my leg with his wife in my office and said, Preacher, help me. My wife's going to leave me. I said, I can help you. And I started telling him how to do it. And he he ain't going to do it. No, sir. I'm not going to do that. And well, then I can't help you. Amen? And the problem is, if I can show you it out of the Word of God, then do it. At thy word, I'll pour it out. Amen? And when he started pouring, the oil started flowing. And when she started pouring, now I want you to watch this. The oil must be poured out by herself. She had to do it. Elijah could not do it for her. Now, do you know something I've learned? You know what people want you to do? They want you to pray for me, preacher. I'm having a 
heart trouble. Or pray for me, preacher, that I'll do this. Pray for me, preacher, I'll do that. Wait a minute. How about you? How about you start praying? How about you start reading the Bible? How about you start talking to God? How about you asking God? He's the same God to you as He is to me. Amen? What people don't understand that I'm just a man and any preacher is just a man saved by grace. The only difference is God called me to preach. But I have the same Holy Spirit in me that I have in you. You have the same Holy Spirit in you that I got in me. You can pray too. Amen? And so just asking somebody else to do it ain't going to get it done. You have to do it yourself sometime. And pray. Pour it out yourself. Watch it, please. She had to do it. Elijah could not do it for her. The sons of hers couldn't do it for her. She had to do it herself. Now, <clears throat> you know what they say? Any talent that God has given you, then you've got to use it. She was directed in the use of the oil. It was not to take a bath in. It was not to, for her luxury. She must sell the oil and pay her debt. God told her exactly what to do with it. The rest must be laid up for her children to live off of. Now, that's here's what I'm saying. Partial obedience is not obedience at all. If God tells you to do something, you've got to do it completely like He says do it. What the Scripture says about faith. Listen to this just a minute. Matthew 13, verse 58. In Galilee, Jesus did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. I read that. I don't know how many times I've read that. What a sad statement. God was in their midst. And God could not do anything simply because they did not believe. Not because He could not do it. Not because the people had not. But simply because the people believed not. In Mark 9.23 says, If thou canest believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. Now I know that when you're faced with a problem in life, it looks hopeless sometimes. And sometimes it's hard to believe. But I've learned something. God can do anything. And it's not at our time. But God can do it. And He'll pick the time. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, Luke chapter 5 verse 3 through 7 is one of the most marvelous portions of Scripture on faith that I can find in the Bible. Peter was fishing. Jesus is sitting on the seashore. Jesus asked Peter, did you catch any fish? No, tore all night, ain't caught a thing. He said, cast your net on the other side of the boat. Peter said, now, Lord, I done tried that. Didn't catch a thing. But nevertheless, at thy word, I'll do it. And at thy word, he quit fishing over here and went over there and started fishing and filled the boat. Amen? What made the difference? He obeyed God exactly what he told him to do. Would it uh, seem foolish to the world, though? Peter Bannon, he's an experienced fisherman. I mean, that's what he did for a living. And you're going to tell him where to fish? But God told him, and God said, I'll fill the boat. Listen, listen just a minute. 
Did you know that Jesus came to Lazarus' tomb? And he'd been dead for so many times, so long the Bible said he stinking. And Jesus said, roll the stone away. Now I believe this with all my heart. If it had not rolled that stone away, Lazarus would not rose from the dead. But they rolled the stone away, and when he did, he come out of it. Now, the Bible says, You have not because you ask not. Psalms 81, verse 10. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I'll fill it. I love that verse. I guess I've used that verse to myself so many times over the years. You know, a lot of people go around, Please, Lord, help me. Please, Lord, just provide this little thing. Do this little thing for me. The Bible says, Open your mouth wide. And he'll fill it. Ask. And he'll fill it. Now the whole thing here is this. We need Christians today with more faith. Faith that you can win souls to Christ. Faith to just believe God, period. Faith that you can win your family and your children to the Lord. And we're living in days that, that people, when you start talking about faith, you talk about church. You talk about God. No, you're living in a different area, preacher. It's not like it used to be. I mean, we're living in a different time. People don't dress like they used to. People don't come to church like they used to. People don't talk like they used to. I had a person tell me here a while back, I was asking uh, them for uh, their opinion about something. And now they, they, they go, they're Christians. They go to church every Sunday morning. I was standing there one day. I, I talked to her. And I said, I want to know your opinion about this because you're a Christian. Just just your opinion. And she I let out a curse word and told me uh, something. And I said, wait a minute. I'm a pastor. Do you do, don't you realize that? And you said you're a Christian? And you're going to curse right in the middle of a sentence? Just like ain't nothing to it. And she said, Times have changed now. Uh, that doesn't matter anymore. Might not to you, but it does to God. God don't change. See? And that's what I'm trying to get across to you. Uh, there is absolutely nothing that God can't do in this modern day time that we're living in. I know that people don't use God like they ought to, and I, I, I hesitate to use that word use. But brother, I believe in using whatever God gives me to use in this world. And one of the things is, call upon me, he said. Now, I don't know how else you could do it, say it, but use what God has put at your fingertips. The greatest thing in the world is prayer to a Christian. Ask, and you shall receive. Now, I've really been praying uh, for Mrs. Uh, Taylor especially. Lord, I don't know what she's got, and I don't. I don't know her doctor. I don't know what's going on in her body, but I know what it does. God knows. And I do believe this with all my soul, that she could have whatever the doctor says she got, but when the doctor looks at it, she could be gone. She could be gone. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Over and over and over again. That I've seen people in trouble and pray about it, and then they go back to the doctor. I don't know what happened, but it's gone. Well, I do know what happened. Amen? Now, that's a miracle. 
And I believe in miracles. I believe in God. I believe He can do anything if we ask Him to do it. Amen? Stand with me, please. Father, we do pray for these on the prayer sheet. And these especially, Lord, is going to, uh, it would seem a harder times than others. Of course, trouble is trouble. But at the same time, Lord, there is such a thing as emergencies in people's lives. And I pray, dear God, that you'd reach down and you would touch these that seem like they're in more trouble than others. And you can heal. We believe it. And we can ask because we do believe and ask.